Let's pray. Father, I just thank you right now, Lord, for this opportunity that we're able just to dive into your word, Father. Lord, I pray for every single one of us, including myself, Lord, that your word will penetrate our hearts, our thoughts, our mind, Father God. I thank you right now, Holy Spirit, that you're going to minister to every single one of us in our own unique way. Lord, I yield my, my lips, my words to you, Father God. May you just prevail. May you just come out and just uh, bring so much good insight into us. In Jesus' name we pray, and we all say Amen. And so today I want to talk to you guys about uh, uh, seeking the Father. In other words, uh, him saying, seek me. Everyone say, seek me. me. The opposite of hide, okay? We're going to be talking about seeking. And in Psalms chapter 63, verses 1 through 3, you see David here. He's in the wilderness of Judah. And this is what David says to God in verse 1. Oh, God, you are my God. Early will I Seek you. I'm going to say that one more time. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory because your loving kindness is better than life. And then he says this, my lips shall praise you. My lips shall praise you. What we just said, we see this picture of David. He's saying, I'm in this dry land, and and I'm I'm thirsty. But I'm not thirsty for water. I'm thirsty for you. My My soul longs for you, oh God. And even in the natural, if David's thirsty, his soul is is quenched. He is satisfied because he is going to the Lord. He is drinking from the Lord. There's a couple of questions we can ask ourselves Even David uh, and what he teaches us here. The first one is, do we thirst for him the way David thirsts for God? Do we thirst for the Lord? Not saying for a Sprite or for a Coke or for a water, but for him. Do we thirst? Is our souls just so longing for that refreshing drink of our Heavenly Father? You guys know what it's like to have a hot day and, and you're sweating. And the moment you take that ice cold lemonade, I mean, it's refreshing. How much more when it's eternal and in your heart? Second is, uh, question is, early. Everyone say early. Do we seek him? Early do we seek him? This is a question. And I'm not talking about just early in the morning. By the way, that is good because maybe some of you guys are up that early in the morning to seek him out. But how about this point of view? How about early in a circumstance? Early when an issue comes up, are we quick and early to go with him or do we allow things to unfold and get worse and then go to him? Which, by the way, he's faithful no matter what, but I believe we should be going to him early in any type of circumstance. And so today I got one point for you guys. If there is anything for you guys to take out of this message, it is this one thing, okay? And this one point is the need to seek, Okay, I'm, talking to, I'm talking to those that love Jesus. The need to seek. For you to grow as a follower. For you to grow, I guess, as a Christian. And say, I want to do the right thing. 
okay? Understand that there is a need to seek him out. And what I'm going to do today is I'm going to run through some scripture with you guys. I want to show you what the Bible says about seeking him. But the number one thing you have to understand is the need to seek is the need to be aggressive in pursuing God. If there is one thing you can be aggressive in, it's be aggressive in pursuing him. Don't let nothing block the way of you pursuing your heavenly father. Understand this. If we are going to listen or even claim to listen and live for our God, we must seek him daily and fervently. Okay? Daily and fervently. You see, Paul taught us this through the New Testament about earnestly giving your prayers to him, coming to him and just, and just giving it all out to him on a daily basis. Because even though our heart has been transformed and we're made a brand new creature in Jesus Christ, there is a thought life, there is a natural side that we have to battle every single day. And so when we encounter our Heavenly Father, when we seek him on a daily basis, it's like we've equipped ourselves and we're reminding ourselves, oh, yeah, I have the word of God to speak against any problem that comes against me. Or I have the faith to distinguish every fiery dart that the enemy tries to throw against me. Even the kitchen sink, I'll knock that thing out of the way. Because we've encountered our Heavenly Father. I'm going to put a, a football, I guess, twist to this one because it's still football season and playoffs are coming, right? But if you notice in football, or actually, you know what, in any sport, if you notice in any sport they're playing a game, many times the players will run to the side and they'd go to the coach. And the coach has a, now it's like these iPad things or, or whatever, but they're strategizing, they're doing this, and, and you can just kind of see them nodding their head. They have the towel over their head, they're wiping themselves. And I mean, they're constantly doing that. If it's boxing, they're in the corner and they're listening to what they're telling them and telling, hey, do this, do that, whatever it is, just don't kick or whatever he's telling you to do. But constantly they're checking with their coach or whoever's training them. And in a sense, when we come and seek his face daily, we do the same thing. And he's saying, look, life's going to be, uh, you're going to have a curveball coming your way, or this relationship is not good for you, or, or the financial side of things. Here, here's what I have to say to you. And let me remind you what you already have. When we do that daily, when we do that, when we seek him daily, watch life be a little bit more pleasant for you from wherever you're at and whatever level that you're in. Understand that when we are weak with God, <laughs> temptation is strong. I'll say that again. When we are weak with God, temptation is strong. But when we are strong with God and we seek him, temptation is weak. Not going to avoid and say it's not going to be there. It's going to be there. But you have a heavenly father that's right here and in here whispering every step of the way. Don't follow that. It leads to a slaughterhouse. Don't, don't, don't conform to this. I've created you better than that. When we are strong with God, temptations are weak. People, have you ever noticed people around you that have awesome relationships with God? Maybe you're one of them. I don't know. But have you ever like, man, the favor of God is everywhere on them. Everything they touch like turns to gold and things go right for them. Let me, let me tell you guys something. They weren't born that way, okay? When people have this touch of God, I guess, in a sense, in their life, and things are just going well, even when things are going bad, but they have the right attitude, and, and like, dude, you should be mad about that, but they choose not to, that's just because they're seeking their God daily. And you see this fruit flourishing out of them. Understand that you don't stumble into a great relationship 
okay? You seek it out. Now, when I first met my wife, it took a long time for me to seek her out and to build that relationship with her, eventually get into marriage and to build that. Any relationship is like that. And you have to seek it out. And God says, seek me out for our relationship. Seek me out so, you, so we can be one and I can show you the way and the path so you can have some heaven on earth. Seek me out. Everyone will say, seek me out. You know, people who also seek out the Lord on a daily basis also have people pouring into their lives, spiritually speaking. They allow them to do so because they understand that they can't do this on their own. Having the right people in your life speaking and motivating, encouraging and reminding you, rebuking and correcting through the training of the word of God, those people are seeking God out. And there are a lot of times where people come and, and into my personal life and they say, Jesse, that wasn't right. And I have to, I have to listen to that and absorb it. And the first thing that, that comes to us is we can be offended by, well, you just don't know what I'm going through. And that's, that's what God's saying, don't do. But what he is saying is listen to my word. Listen to the teachings. You know, I have uh, this one pastor. Uh, he lives out in Granville. His name is Pastor Al. Hopefully, one day I would love to have him out here. You guys meet him. But he's an amazing, amazing mentor for me. He's been around my life for about three, four years now. I met him at kids camp. Go figure. And it just kind of journeyed from there. Uh, lots of experience. I don't want to call him old, but lots of experience. You know, and, and he just knows the word and he just knows uh, life. And his kids are grown up. And uh, he remembers the stage I had in my, uh, that I'm going through right now with my little ones. And every time I run into him, I see him almost once a week. The first thing he'll ask me is, how are you treating your wife? How are you treating your wife, Jesse? And then not only that, when Madi's with me, he goes, and I'll answer him. He goes, Madi, how is he treating you? And she'll tell him. Like, whatever it is. And so it's just, and I, I do a good job, by the way. Okay, I do a really good job. But a couple of times where Marty would say, I'm going to let Al know. You know, like, oh, wait, wait, hold on. But no, that, that just, that to me, that's my accountability. Because I have to answer to that. And I know he's just going to bring the word to me and remind me and even correct me if I miss it. You know? And so constantly having people pour into your life, whether it's a family member, whether it's a friend, whether it's a prayer partner. Constantly having people pour into your life is a way also to seek God out. It helps you here, and it keeps you intact here, all right? Psalms chapter 9, verse 10 says this, And those who know your name will, be, will put their trust in you, for you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Now, for those that might feel... Why well, I, don't, I don't know where God is, and I don't, don't hear him. I don't, I don't know what's going on, or I'm just not too sure about what the direction that he wants me to go. Number one, understand that he has not forsaken you, okay? He has not forsaken you. He has given you a direction. He has given you clarity of what you need to do. He's given you the right tools in hand. For instance, in Psalms 10.4, it says, The wicked in his proud countenance does not seek God. God is in none of his thoughts. In other words, God says wickedness doesn't take time for reading his word. Wickedness doesn't take time for cultivating their spirit. Wickedness doesn't spend time alone with God. Wickedness doesn't create a conscious mind or a, a, a Christ atmosphere around you. Wickedness doesn't seek God, period. That's what verse, uh, that's what verse 4 is just telling us right now. And the reason why I bring that up is because there is something we need to be very careful with. The beginning of the word, word of this uh, scripture, it says because of its proud countenance. 
proud, proud, proud saying, I don't need to seek God. I already have him in my life. I don't, I don't need to get with him every single day or daily. I'm already saved. I am already going to heaven. I'm not going to hell. So I don't need to seek him out. That's what he's talking about. And he says, the wicked in his proud countenance does not seek God. And I don't want to come to you guys in any way, even myself, in a, in a condemning way. This is a way to check ourselves and say, am I seeking God on a daily basis? Again, no cookie-cutter way of doing it, but am I seeking God on a daily basis? You see, when problem rises, anybody have problems that rise? I'm going to do this, okay? Because problems rise all the time, all right? But when, pro- when problem rises, if we're in a boat and we say, oh, God, Man, why? Why does this have to happen? That's an indicator that we're not seeking him out. Because the first thing we should be saying is, let's pray. Let's pray. Let's, let's go and let's pray. Let's, let's look to his word and see what he says. And let's remind ourselves what we have here on earth. No matter what the problem is, it's about seeking God. Do we got that so far? We're seeking him out. Psalms 27, verse 8 through 10. This is David now praying, King David praying now to God. And he says this, when you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Now, I want that to marinate, okay? David said to God, and he prays to God, when you told me, God, to seek your face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me, David says. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, okay? When the relationships on earth, the natural side of things, don't go well for me, is what David is saying. He says this, then the Lord will take care of me. When people Maybe there's a conflict or maybe you're going through a hard time in a relationship. When earthly relationships don't go well, David says, the Lord will take care of me. (laughs) I don't know what you guys are going through. And if maybe you're not, that's awesome. But if there's someone around you, we remind them that the Lord will take care of them. This is what it's saying. God will absolutely, positively whisper to you in your walk with Jesus. Everywhere you go, when you seek his face. Psalms 34:10. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. <laughs> when you seek God, you lack no good thing, any good thing. If you were a person who does seek God, the aggressor, Okay, and understand when I say the aggressor, that means you're just not letting anything go to, or let anything stop you to go uh, and pursue your God. I used this illustration a few weeks back about a, a bulldog. You know, and the moment they gnaw on a bone and then they lock it, their, their nose is slightly inclined enough to whatever they lock. Their jaw is so strong, it won't let go, but they have enough room to breathe. And so if you would put a bone and they wanted that bone and they locked it down, I mean, nothing's going to, they're not going to let it go. And when we're aggressive in pursuing our God, it's like we're gnawing and we're gripping that word. And when life, problems, the enemy 
come against you and try to take that away from you, you're not letting that go. You're not going to let it go. Be the aggressor. He says, when you seek him and you're the aggressor and, and, and seeking me, this is your promise, okay, that you lack, you lack uh, no good, uh, any good thing. Let me read that again. For the, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. And those good things are this, okay? Maybe it's your health, okay? Maybe the, your, it's, it's peace you need or prosperity, or just calmness in the heart. Maybe direction of where to go because I don't know where to go. Or simply the will of God. Nothing, he says, he will hold back from you when you seek his face. If you go after him on a daily basis and fervently. I'm going to share a story with you guys. Uh, I rarely, rarely share this story, Okay. And it's, it's because it's, it's very, it hits me right at home. But it was the fall of 2006, okay? And I wasn't married yet. It was the year before Madi and I got married. I'm in my first year of Bible school, and I'm like one month into it, okay? So it's the fall. And for the first time, uh, my wife and I, we dated for four years beforehand. Uh, but the first time, we're actually not dating. We're not together. Uh, we talked. We were talking. You know, we, we still kind of left it all neutral, but we're not dating. And, and we loved each other. You know, we were actually pursuing marriage. Uh, but it was something that, that, you know, we just it ended up being a breakup. And I'm now living in Tulsa, Oklahoma, while she's here in Holland, Michigan. And long story short, um, I knew with all my heart I wanted to seek God's face out. I wanted to seek him. But the only way to do so was to release a relationship that I idolized for so long. You know, and, and, and that relationship was between my wife and I. At the time, we were just boyfriend and girlfriend. And I had to release her. And I remember one day in Tulsa, in my room by myself, one-on-one -on -one with God. And I released her to God. And I said, God, I will seek your face. I'm not going to let any relationship or anyone stop me to pursue you. Not the fact that she was stopping me, but, man, I was being distracted by so much, and I knew God wanted me to seek him out. And so I, we let it go. But not only that, I started praying for her. I started praying for her, her family. By the way, you know, I got close because she has a total of 10 brothers, and she grew up with six of them. And so I had, like, from, from my age all the way down to the youngest one, it was a new world for me because I grew up with all sisters, and I desired brothers. And I'm like, I'm at their house not to see mine. I'm at their house to play with my, little, my, my future brother-in-laws. I want to play video games. I wanted to wrestle, and I, I had all that. And I knew I was giving all that up, but I wanted to see God's face. And so long story short, I, I'm praying, and I'm, I'm, I'm praying for her now, and I pray for her family, and I pray for her future. And one thing that was so specific I prayed about was her future husband. And I said, God, I release her to you. And I pray right now for her future husband that he'd be God-fearing and that he would love her with all her, his heart and that he's good-looking. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> Go figure, years later, I didn't even realize it. I, pr I was praying for me, <laughs> you know, because God brought that back together on how he did it. It was just awesome. But what I am saying is this. The reason why I share that story is because when you allow no relationship in any way, the relationships are not bad, but I'm saying that's holding you back from pursuing and, and seeking the face of God, you need to check with him. And I knew one of those moments I had to check with him, and he showed me. 
he showed me, he restored. And therefore, he gave me a good thing. And her name is Madi. That's God-fearing and pursuing God. When you have an attitude of, I want to seek him no matter what, however that looks like in your personal life, watch God. Watch God do his thing in your life. Watch the touch of his hand be in your life. And I can't press that anymore because it is so important as a follower to do this on a daily basis, however that looks. It could be reading his word. It could be worshiping. It could be singing. It could be whatever it is. But seek his face. Put him first. Psalms 40, 16 says, let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Okay, let such as love your salvation say continually, the Lord be magnified. In other words, when you're seeking him, you're going to do nothing but praise him and magnify his name. There are going to be times where you're not even saying a word and people see Jesus in you. You're just walking it out and and you're loving it out and people are going to notice something. They might not recognize him, but they know something different about you. You're not like how it should be. And that's because you're seeing a God being magnified in your life. In other words, our joy does not come from the world. And understand this one, our happiness does not come out of what's happening around us. Okay? Because that doesn't define what's in here and what God says. But it comes, our joy and our happiness comes from the Lord himself. You know, there's a famous verse I'm going to give you guys right now, and everyone's heard this before, one way or another, uh, and it's Jeremiah 29, 11, okay? And in Jeremiah 29, 11, we tend to speak that over our young ones. We've done it for our baby dedications. We do it for our graduates. We do it for one another. And Jeremiah 29, 11 is a great scripture, but we sometimes only cut it in half because there's a little bit more that I want to show you guys, okay? And in Jeremiah, starting in verse 11, 29, 11, it says, For I know the thoughts that I have toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Okay, we've heard that. Verse 12, then you will call upon me and go pray to me and I will listen to you. Verse 13, and you will seek me and find me. Okay, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. That's what it is right there. He wants your heart. Bottom line, ever play hide and seek and you couldn't find the person? (laughs) With God, you find him, by the way, okay? When the moment you turn and say, I'm going to seek you, he's there. He says, you will find me, and you will be filled with all of your heart. That hope that we talk about, that we pray over our, our young ones over, that future will only be found if we seek him wholeheartedly. When we live in an atmosphere of seeking him with all our heart, when we allow him, his word, the people that, that fear him pour into our hearts, we are like a sponge, okay? And that we absorb that because we seek him. Think about it. Ever done the dishes before and you have a used sponge right there or a brand new one? It's dry. It's dry, okay? And the moment you saturate it, you dip it in water, what happens? It fills up. It absorbs that water. And not only is it not stiff anymore, it's now pliable and flexible. And the moment you're done with the dishes and cleaning things up, you grab that, at least I do, I grab that sponge and I squeeze it. And the only thing that comes out is water. And I shake it off and save it for another day. 
You see, when you fill yourself up with the word of God, like, the, like a sponge fills itself with water, and life squeezes you, and life presses you, okay? First of all, you're pliable and you're teachable because your heart is given to God and you're seeking him. But when you are squeezed by life, guess what comes out of you? Him, his word, and what he has for you. You guys getting this? I'm going to close with this one. In Genesis chapter 4, verse 7, okay, God says to Cain, if you do well, will you not be accepted? God says, if you do well, will you not be accepted? Okay, and if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. In other translation, it says sin is crouched like a lion at the door. And its desire is for you. Picture this for a second, okay? Your family, yourself, friends. Sin is at the door, crouched like a lion, ready to pounce on whoever allows sin to devour. He's saying no, okay? He's, first of all, giving you the warning about that. He says, I am faithful. I will show myself through. But at the end of this verse that I'm about to read right now, watch what God says to Cain. But you should rule over it. You shall rule over that lion, that sin that's crouched like a lion trying to pounce. You rule over it. And Jesus showed himself throughout the Gospels of how he overcame that. He had said, take heart, I have overcame that. Now I am the lion of Judah. Hear me roar. The enemy, his sin, and his little games have nothing compared to what's already been given to us. But we need to seek him out. Did you know that the word says that God says in his word that my people are destroyed? <laughs> not because of sin. <laughs> not because of what the, you know, what's happening in this world. Because they're being destroyed because of lack of knowledge. They just don't know. And the reason why we don't know is because we don't seek. And we're so, therefore, when we're not seeking, we're not finding. Church, I, in, I uh, encourage you, I empower you guys, continue to seek him. But Jesse, you don't know what I'm going through. Doesn't matter what you're going through, seek him. But you don't understand how bad they hurt me. I don't care how bad they hurt you, seek him. But you don't know what, what it's like, and it's been years, and this is how I grew up. Doesn't matter how you grew up. When you seek him, you see your new identity and that you were created anew. You see that circumstances and problems don't control what the true joy that's been given to you through Christ Jesus. Seek him. You know, as, as we continue this month and as we get ready for our fasting, I think this is a perfect way to start it out, is by seeking and going to our prayer closet. Or in other words, going alone one-on-one -on -one with God and saying, God, I want you and I need you. It is not a cookie-cutter way to do it. Whether you're in the shower singing at the top of your lungs or you're actually in a closet hiding from the world so you can be alone with God, seek him. Because when you do so, you will find him. You will find him. David said, how I long and how I thirst for you, O oh God. 
How I long to live and do what is right. I want your righteousness. And God says, you have it. It is yours. Jesus says, seek and you will find. Is your heart saying, Lord, I will seek. If it's not, well, today's a brand new day. And you can turn that around right now with one decision. Let's go ahead and bow our heads and close our eyes for a second. Eyes. You know, I know there's a season that we go through in life where it gets tough and it's hard. And maybe you're walking that right now, okay? I know it's not easy and you probably have no direction on what to do next. But let me encourage you. There is still hope for you. There is still a future for you. You are not cut off from the heart of God. He says you are the apple of his eye. He says you are my child. I created you for a time of today. It doesn't matter the circumstance. Here's the thing. You might be feeling like you're on raging waters and raging sea. But he says if you anchor to me, you won't move. You won't be tossed and turned by the waves and blown to wherever you go. You will stand firm because you are in me. Maybe you need that today. Maybe you're desiring it. Maybe you're just afraid. Let me tell you something. That feeling of being afraid is okay because that is an indicator of you saying, I'm vulnerable, God, and I need you. And he's saying, come to me. Come to me now. But you don't understand the reputation and what people are saying. It doesn't matter because God is saying, I love you. And he says, I will walk this journey with you if you allow me. But you, God says, need to take that step. Turn to me and seek me out. Church, will you allow him? Let the Holy Spirit talk to you. Right now, if there's something going on in your mind, a person or something happening in your heart, or you just sense something, let me tell you something. That is God right there touching you where you're at right now. He sees how low it is right now. He says there is nowhere else to go but up. There is nowhere else to go but up. He said your way didn't work, but my way does. Here's your invite. With all eyes closed, you want to seek him out, and it's time. You know you need that Savior. You need that hope and that future. Number one, let me remind you, you have a church family here that will constantly pray with you and walk things out with you. There is still a purpose for your life. There is still hope for your future. And it starts with the name of Jesus Christ. His word says, if you call on the name of the Lord, I will save you. That you don't have to be conformed to the patterns. You don't have to follow the trends. You can find still happiness and joy in him. Seek my face, what God says. If you want to seek him out right now, on the count of three, shoot your hand up. One, I want Jesus. Two, I need Jesus. Three, shoot your hand up now. God bless you. I need Jesus. God bless you. I believe God's really touching a lot of us here right now. 
here's your second invite. You know Christ. You go to church. But you haven't really been fully committed when it comes to other days of the week. It's kind of like you're dating God. I'll see you one Sunday, God. When he says, I've called you to marry me and be with me always. And you want to recommit on the count of three, shoot your hand. One, I want God. Two, I need God. Three, shoot your hand up. God bless you. God bless you. The best decision you can possibly make is saying yes to Jesus. Will it be a perfect world out there? No, it will not. Are the same problems out there? Yes, they are. Then what's different? Your heart. Now you have a savior that can show you the way. And when you listen and you seek him out, he says you will come on top. Let's all put our hand over our heart and let's all pray together as a family. We've all, we've all had this point in life. Go ahead and repeat after me. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for your son, Jesus, for giving me a hope and giving me an anchor and giving me a savior I can lean on. Lord, I am sorry for all the wrong I committed against you. But I know your mercy and your love is deeper and longer. And I saturate myself in that. Jesus, I love you. Come into my heart. Lead me from here on out as I journey on in life. In Jesus' name we pray. And we all shout out. Amen. Amen.